What is up, hockey fans, and welcome back to another edition of Inside the Box. I'm Pete Puaga, joined always by my loving friend and co-host, Mike Bonavio. Mike, how are you? Um, I'm all right. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tired, too. Was, uh, we had a long night at Wesleyan last night. Uh, Mike and I have actually spent the entire week together. Hanging out. Um, it was a weird week with the holiday, so nobody really played until Wednesday. Um, actually, nobody played until Wednesday, because not really, but... So we were together Wednesday, and then there were only two games Thursday, so we were together at Wesleyan, checking out Cheshire and Brantford, and now we're together Friday morning. So, Mike, this is three days in a row for us. It's pretty special. Are we doing this tomorrow as well? Wait a minute. Yeah, I think we are. We are. Oh my we're going to be at the at the Lou in Hamden together tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Four <laughs> days in a row, Mike. Wow. That's, I don't know. Wow. That's, That's pretty impressive. What, what are you doing Sunday? You want to get brunch? I'm a little busy, but maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe another like Monday. Yeah. yeah, maybe Monday. We Gotta shouldn't spend that much time there. It's <laughs> kind of dangerous. Uh, but right off the bat, um, we actually have a, before we get into the show, we actually have a really cool interview with uh, Greenwich head coach Chris Rurak and Greenwich captain Matt Davey. I sat down with them last Saturday uh, before they played in the Winter Classic, which I think we talked about. Oh, actually, we, we haven't we talked about. We led into it. Yeah, I was going to ask you how that, uh, what that environment was like. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, they, um, they do a really good job there. Uh, the facility is really cool. Um, it was just really. I mean, it was a beautiful day. Like it didn't rain. It didn't snow. Uh, the crowd was pretty great. It was just an overall really good experience. So I sat down with them during intermission of the girls' game that played before. Uh, a little talk about what's going to happen with Greenwich this year. You know, they lost a lot and what they bring back and what kind of their plans are. Um, and then they beat, went out, beat Darianne in the Winter Classic, and, you know, they got Nick Pelletier back. And, uh, you know, it's like, all right, here, this is a new FCA. This is a Greenwich here. They come, you know, top one of the top goalies in the state, one of the best defensemen in the state is back, and then they lose 8-3 to three to Hamden. It's one of those years. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I'm going to be honest with you. No, I don't think that's. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's true. But uh, it's kind of shaping up that way, though, isn't it? Where any given night, depending who's on, who's off, you know, you get those years sometimes where it's very, you know, one's going to be two, two's going to be three, and then you get years like this where it seems like things could uh, be up in the air a little bit. Yeah, I think if you look at it right now, I mean, Richfield is the clear-cut number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone else kind of files in suit after that. Now, I'm not saying that it was a surprise that Hamden won. Right. Saying it's a surprise that uh, Hamden went up like Mm 5-6-1. And it was a final 8-3. Michael Gethering scored four goals for the Green Dragons. And it just seems like this is a program, you know, so historic, so legendary that they're not phased anywhere where they Mm -hmm. play. But I'll just say it was a big surprise to see that they won 8-3. But anyway, so we got the interview with Chris and Matt, which was really cool. Thanks for them for sitting down with me and... You know, Greenwich really put on a great show at the Winter Classic, so I think we'll talk a little bit more about that after the interview. But right off the bat, we're just going to kind of jump into the games that we saw this week. Um, we saw Darian, Notre Dame, West Haven, and at the beginning of the game, I asked Mike, I said, who do you got? And Mike, what did you say? What did I say? I don't remember. You said Notre Dame. Okay. And I so said, you know what? I agree. And then Darian went and won, what was it, 5-1? It was 6 Four, 6-4. Oh, God. Last <laughs> night was 5-1. Just it's, for the record, just it's, pointing it's it out for it's everybody. A, it's a short week, but it's a long week. Yeah, I went from Middletown to Norwalk to Fairfield. I didn't get home till like 12.30 last mm-hmm. night. 
and then like obviously I didn't go to bed. But um, so it was six hours of weird back and back forth. And forth. Game, yeah. yeah, it was very weird. Both uh, both teams went with their backup goalies. Um, and coming out of the break, it was still interesting game. But speaking of other people missing, Darian's Jamison Moore was out. He was a little banged up after the Winter Classic, so he didn't play. They shoveled up the lines, and Junior Bennett McDermott got bumped up to the first line to play with the Super Sophomores. And boy, what a game he had. And he's got an interesting story because he was on that top line last year as a sophomore. And these kids came in. You know, they're playing better. I mean, the super sophomore line for Darianne has been unbelievable this year. And he gets bumped down playing third line center. And, uh, you know, he could have sulked. He could have, you know, been mad at the coach and threatened to quit or didn't want to play. And, you know, he went down. And played really well, and then got his opportunity, and he capitalized. Um, you know, he, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, he had a hat trick. And uh, here's what Bennett had to say to Mike and I after the win. You know, I kind of, uh, I kind of go back to one thing that a good friend of mine, his dad, passed away. He always said, uh, "Good things happen when you swing the bat." And I kind of applied that to hockey. Good things happen when you swing the bat. So that was pretty. That was pretty nice. This year that came in and took that spot and love to see us the depth here and now that we can have, you know, three or four good lines that's gonna help us throughout the season. Really help us get win some big games later in the season. So that was Bennett McDermott after the game, and you know, Mikey said to you, it's like it's great to have some depth scoring. Um, but to see a kid like that, you know, get his opportunity and uh, capitalize on it, it was it was pretty cool to see. Greg Cronin always used to say in Bridgeport absence creates opportunity, and, and, and that's exactly what kind of happened the other night. You know, Mac Bud's talking about how this this kid's a top six player, and he, he just didn't have a spot for him in the top six, top six. When he gets it, you might as well use it. And, I, you know, it was, like we said, it was a weird game. You know, it was one nothing after after one Darien, and uh, Notre Dame comes out, scores to tie it right at the start of the thing, and, and there's McDermott, you know, kind of helping win a, win a battle on the boards, coming, coming to the front of the net and scoring to take the lead back, and... Uh, You'll have to see it. Like, yeah, he scored. See it happen. Yeah, he scored the two late goals, two in the third. Uh, his final goal was stupid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video yet. It's on. It's on Mike's story on Game Time. But it was. He turned around, ripped it on net. It didn't go bar down. Uh, it was. It was pretty <laughs> close. But sneak snuck in, just turned around to James Gregory and just shrugged his shoulders like <laughs> Jordan. It was kind of like I have no idea how that went in, but. Uh, I'll take it. and uh, But, again, it was back and forth. Darian took the lead by two. Notre Dame cut it to one. Darian took the lead by two. Notre Dame cut it to one. And this is a really interesting Notre Dame-West Haven team as well who is so young, and there's so many sophomores on this team, new coach. I mean, it's Larry Vieira. He's been around. But they're just really still trying to figure out a lot of different just, – they're just still trying to figure out, look, the hardest thing you can do as a team – is when everything's clicking, the hardest thing to do is learning how to win. And once you learn how to win and everything comes together, that's great. But you still got to get there. And But this is a program that doesn't cookie-coat, you know, cupcake its schedule. I mean, every night they're playing some of the best teams in the state, which will make them better in the long run. Mm-hmm. 
But until you win one of those games, <clears throat> you know, it's going to, it's going to take some time. And, uh, you know, Larry, he said this all year, but you know, he, uh, he likes, he's all about getting to March. And when you get, when you have an automatic bid into the tournament, like every division one team does, that's really, it doesn't matter where you get in as the one or the eight or the 12, as long as you're in the tournament, you have a chance. And, and here's what Larry said to Mike after uh, the game the other night. We're learning how to play together as a team. We're, we're starting from scratch. I mean, this is a young team, and we're starting from square one. And, we're, and like I said before, we're going to continue to work hard. We're going to continue to believe in these kids. And then uh, by March, we feel that we're going to be a, a, tough, a tough team, tougher team. So, yes, he brings up March again. And that's just something that he's been bringing up every year. Just, just get to March. And um, I mean, what were some impressions that you took off this game from either Darianne or Notre Dame? I mean, I've seen Darianne at least like four times now. Yeah, I mean, it's my first time seeing them too. I mean, you, know, you look at the depth. And, you know, it's, it's something else that uh, that Larry mentioned. You know, the four lines coming at you, and not a whole lot of drop off. One to you know line, line to line. Um, you know, was interested to see the goaltending, and you know, the, the freshman comes in and, uh, and did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of the big thing. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, like like you, like you said, there's there's talent there. It's a matter of kind of putting it together and uh, and how it develops over the course of the year. You know, I think it was, I, yeah, it was my third time seeing them, I guess. So, uh, kind of a little more familiar with them at least. But uh, it was it was a wild game. I mean, just I mean, I think there were three or four times I was in the middle of one tweet and somebody scored again. And yeah. <laughs> it was like a running uh, commentary. I think I had like half half a goal in each tweet. Oh, yeah, I missed like half. I missed half the videos for the goals. But, you know, it doesn't get easier for Notre Dame West Haven. They get well, prep on Saturday. Um, well, I think we'll have somebody at that game. Um, then it kind of sits in the middle. They get Amity, mm-hmm. Northwest Catholic, Xavier, and then they get Greenwich, Hamden. So... Their schedule is really interesting, but it looks like kind of it kind of the schedule kind of lightens up a little bit for the Green Knights as they get as we get closer and closer to March. But let's not jump there too fast because mm-hmm. that would be scary. Um, another game that skip the snow though. Yes, I will be very okay. Ah, I don't know. I take that back. I like the snow. I like when it gets cold. I like when the ponds freeze. I like winter. Personally, I don't like driving in snow. I don't like driving in snow either, but I, I like, like but I like, I like when all that stuff happens. It's kind of cool. If you can look out the window at it, it's very nice. Yes, that is true. And I like working from home too. A lot of Netflix in. <laughs> um, so, and then after that game, Mike was writing. I was taking some photos. So we stayed after and we watched uh, a little Amity Newtown um, played immediately after Darian, Notre Dame, West Haven. And, uh, I mean, we both didn't stay for the full game, but we stayed, we stayed for a little bit. And, uh, Namdi, Cody White, three goals in the first period is something that you don't really often see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Amity won that game. They're 5-0. and And, uh, you know, they went down one nothing in that game, and Cody White scored immediately after to tie the game, and they were off to the races. So it was nice to see Amity, who I picked at the beginning of the year to um, to win it all. And they have some pretty impressive wins. I mean, they beat NFI to open up the season. It's a Division One opponent. They beat a really good D3 team in Staples. 
I was um, at that game. That was a good. That was a very interesting game. That yeah, was overtime win. The interesting <laughs> thing is they're five and zero. They have four wins against D three teams, and then one wins against a D one team, and they haven't played a D two team yet. So, but that'll change. Obviously, they got North Haven on Saturday. They're saving it up. Yeah, they're saving up all their D two wins. That one was good. And then uh, last night, Brantford Cheshire. Um, it was all Brantford. I mean, five one. Um, Cheshire didn't score until the final minute. It was just absolute. Early on, Cheshire kind of dominated play, mm-hmm. and then Brantford kind of just took over and never looked back. Were you surprised with this outcome? Because I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit. The score, yeah. Um, you know, it like I said, Cheshire had that, that early edge and, you know, just a couple scoring chances that didn't that didn't happen. A couple didn't, didn't get to the net at all. Uh, you know, Jerry Yakimov played another good game for Brantford. You know, that that close to a third straight shutout, you got to love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cheshire, it, 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 there was just something a little lacking, I think, in the last little, you know, the last, uh, what are we talking, 40 minutes of the game or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it, it was just, it, it, I think they're, they're better than they showed last night. And, you know, just a little little casual at times, some passes just sort of that, that trickled through. But, I mean, you also got to credit Brantford. I mean, I, uh, Jim DiNapoli wasn't. I, I think took took it, took it the wrong way when I said desperation. You know, he, well we weren't we weren't desperate. He said, but just the way they were playing, you know, they were they were hard on the puck. They were yeah. jumping on turnovers. They were, you know, they were all over. They were they were winning battles all over the ice, and and, and that and it paid off. Yeah, uh, it was just you know I, I covered Cheshire a lot last year at my former job, and uh, they always had games like this where they just kind of like you just kind of like wait what happened. Um, and that kind of seemed like one of them because they were off to one of their best starts in program history in a long time. And I mean, Brantford's playing well. It's they're not a bad program themselves, but like it's like Cheshire didn't even show up. And um, I think that was really interesting to see. I, you know, they'll bounce back. They always do. But you know, if you're gonna yeah, win and you're so gonna that's win, a good, that's a good team. They'll be there. Yeah, but if you're gonna win, come later in the year, you can't. You can't have lapses like this against good teams. Because it's not going to get you anywhere. But uh, Jack Manware scored twice for Branford in the win, scored their first two goals. Then Blake Kustra scored the final three goals on third period for Branford. And uh, here is what Jack had to say after his team's dominant 5-1 to one win over Cheshire. Uh, we knew they were a good team, and we had to like come out fast. And uh, those early goals got us going because we haven't had the best start to the season so far. How important was it coming out and getting a win today against a team like Cheshire, who's had some uh, success early? Yeah, we needed it. Uh, obviously, we had a rough tie to North Haven, and we know we're a better team than that, so we try to come out here and prove ourselves. So, um, you know, he was excited about the team's win. Um, nice kid, good kid after, but uh, I, I was a little surprised at how dominant Branford was mm-hmm. in that game. But, I mean, it's only January, um, you know, Teams have lost you again. We talked about him, but you look at Hamden; they've lost to Notre Dame, West Haven, but they beat Greenwich. So, I mean, it doesn't really. Oh God, excuse me. I am so sorry. I am just Thursday nights, man, are just late yep. nights, and um, it's just it was an interesting game, and I think that. But at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. Because again, it's January. You got to mm-hmm. get better. You know, I'm not saying losing the winning the game doesn't matter oh, or losing the game doesn't right. matter. But, but in the big scheme of things, you're just trying to get better to get to where you are. 
Speaking of and they can that, play again twice more. Yeah, so they're gonna play. Uh, speaking of that, the new poll came out. I completely forgot until two seconds ago that the new poll came out for we the first poll, time. We do. Oh, um, I know I compiled. It. Yeah, Mike <laughs> compiled it uh, right after little, the New Year. New Year's Day one. Yeah, uh, right off the bat, we're just gonna say quickly go through it. Uh, no surprise, number one's Richfield. They got all fourteen votes. Number two is Greenwich. Number three, Northwest Catholic. Number four, Darien. Number five, Notre Dame West Haven. Six, Hamden. Fairfield Prep seven, New Canaan eight, Simsbury nine, NFA and Xavier both tied at ten. Now, we could argue about the poll for hours because, you know, that's just me. Exactly. But that's just the poll. Um, we are going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with the interview with uh, Chris Rarek and Matt Davey. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Next up, we have uh, an interview with Greenwich head coach Chris Rarak and Greenwich captain Matt Davey, who famously scored the game-winning goal in the semifinals against Xavier last year at Yale, which was the first game I actually covered for game time on, since I came back. So we had a little fun talking about that. We talked about the return of Nick Pelletier. We talked about um, you know what Greenwich is going to have to do to win this year after losing so much goal scoring from last year's team. So we're going to throw it over to that interview. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. People Quagga here with uh, Greenwich head coach Chris Rorak and Greenwich senior captain Matt Davey. Uh, we're at the Greenwich Skating Club in preparation for the second annual Winter Classic. Uh, right off the bat, how did this kind of start? Obviously, it started last year, but there was there a process to get this going? Yeah, there was a process before. It actually started two years ago. So uh, when I first came up with the idea, um, just we just kind of tested the waters, and we actually had a red and white game uh, at the skating club because we couldn't quite pull it off to, to bring in another team in, in such short notice. So we started with a red and white game, uh, and we mixed the JV and the varsity, and you know it was a great day. It was another great day. The weather was perfect. Everything was great. So from there we brainstormed. It's like, all right, how can we make it bigger and better? Um, so we brought in our biggest rival. We approached them, and they said yes, and. Uh, the planning and the prep started, um, and it's a lot of work to put on this game. It, it, you know, it, it costs a lot of money, a lot of organization, a lot of volunteers, uh, the scope and the magnitude, um, you know, right down to the athletic director, the headmaster, like the amount of approvals that we have to get to pull it off is is a lot, but it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is my first time here. I mean, this looks gorgeous. The ice looks great. It rained yesterday. I was a little nervous. I've played on outdoor games before. My high school does an annual uh, we do our alumni game every year. We try to play outdoors on Long Island, and it's not like this. But to get to play, Matt, to get to play on in this game, I mean, there's a lot of special moments of your senior year. Where does this factor in into, like, moments that you'll never kind of forget? Oh, well, it definitely definitely was a big hit last year with me personally. I had a really good time. Like, when we stepped out, the ice was crisp. It seemed like a much more, like, hockey winter atmosphere with everybody there. It, it uh, didn't seem like... It could fit a lot of people, but when you were on the ice and you looked around, the place was packed, and it made it really fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely packed. I had to get both my passes, and I got my parking spot over that came early uh, just to make sure that I was able to get in here and get a spot. But, I mean, this is, this is absolutely amazing. Is this kind of what you thought it would be when you, when you came up with this idea? Yeah, when I came up with the idea, you know, obviously I envision big things, and, you know, I, I tend to, like, overextend. So if you meet halfway, you're still successful. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that caught me off guard was how quickly the 300 tickets sold and 
and you know normally we're at our you know Hamill and it fits six seven hundred people and you want to get more people involved but and we tried to extend it but the amount of intimacy that this building provides um, it's like Matt said you know 300 people feels it feels like a thousand yeah I mean they're when, right on top of you they're right on top of you you can hear like if you're up on the balconies you can hear them that people are looking at the window and from our perspective from the bench if you get a chance to go around we look at a whole wall of people <laughs> three stories high yeah and it's just and then when it gets dark and the lights come on and it, it, the, the atmosphere is just amazing yeah no it's definitely exciting uh, so we're gonna have, we're gonna we'll have the results after this interview because <laughs> this interview is running next week but you know, the FC, let's talk about the season. Obviously, you guys went to the state uh, finals last year. Uh, if no one knows, Matt Davies scored the game-winning goal in overtime to send the Cardinals to the state finals, so good for you. <laughs> um, Thanks. But, you know, the the top of the FC Act this year seems so loaded with Darianne's playing really well, New Canaan's playing really well. Obviously, you guys are playing well. Richfield looks like they might be the best team right now in the state. Uh, I saw them the other night, and they're running multiple lines who can score. How much fun is it to play in a league where every game against the top opponents feels like a playoff game? You want to answer? Uh, it's honestly, it's so fun because, like, it seems like there, you would you, you get a small break in between, but it's like next game is just another big rivalry. And it's not like we're, like, playing for, like, the win. It's the, also, like, just history. And, like, no, who's beaten sure. us? Uh, have we beaten them in the past? And, like... Living up to those standards and just carrying out those legacies is really fun. How do you prepare as a coach for night in, night out? Sometimes, you know, you got three games in a week and they're all against D1 opponents and, you know, even maybe some out-of-conference games as well. How do, you how do you get the team prepared, you know, to step up and play up every single night? Yeah, like, I mean, sometimes when it gets to this stage and you get to against the bigger teams and the rivalry teams, you know, it actually has my job is to do the opposite. It's like, like I mean, these guys are so young and they're so hungry and it's – you know, they're, every game's a big game that sometimes they psych themselves out mentally. So, you know, as a coach, sometimes I need to bring them down a little bit and instill a sense of calm. Um, so it's just in controlling the emotions because emotionally it gets draining. It gets exhausting yeah. when you're playing a Ridgefield, you know, back-to-back -to, -back to Xavier with a Hamden with a Darianne. Like, I mean, there's only so much, you know, you can take and yeah. the toll on the body. So emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, we just tend to, to bring it in, take it one game at a time and... Uh, you know, prepare accordingly. Obviously, there's a lot of different variables when injuries come in, uh, illness, fatigue, and yep. then weather comes in. So, you know, you're constantly tinkering, you're constantly adjusting. So, um, it's, it's not a perfect science. Yeah, and you mentioned obviously losing guys during the season. You guys lost a bunch of guys uh, from, to graduation and you know some transfers to junior playing junior hockey. Instead, what was the biggest challenge of the off season getting ready for this season? Um, like, I mean. You never know what you're gonna get. Like I mean, for the off season, and all teams are the same because all of our players tend to scatter. Like I mean, there's a lot of talent in Greenwich that are playing elsewhere or choose to play elsewhere. So that's another reason why we do a game like this is to attract and retain the talent that we have in this town. So you know, a lot of it is getting the message out to attract the talent to come into camp. You know, you're you're going out, you're meeting players, you're going out and checking some games and floating the idea that hey, this is really good hockey here. Um, you should come and play, and it's a good atmosphere. So you do a lot of recruiting back and forth like that um, to prepare for the season. And then once you get into training camp, you know, it's a mixed bag. You just you see what you have, and then you constantly tinker, and then you go through the season to prepare for FCAC uh, finals and state finals. Yeah. And, you know, how, how has the locker room, as a captain, as a leader on this team, how, how has the locker room been so far this year for you guys? Uh, it definitely has gone a lot more lively and a lot 
more like to what it was last year. Uh, at the start of the season, we have a lot of young kids. It was kind of a quiet locker room. It was, it was separated. But over the uh, more recent practices and the New Canaan game, we've definitely come together. It's like everybody's talking to everybody about what, who can do better, uh, how who, somebody can move up to a different line. And it just it seems like it, we're back to a good place. What kind of music you guys listen to locker room pre and post game? Uh, it, are we like bopping or is oh, it kind of like pump up? It's bopping, it's jigging, it's it's everything. Any specific song that really stands out or one that coach doesn't like? Uh, fortunately for us, coach hasn't shut us down on any music yet. So uh, <laughs> I guess some of our favorite. What's your win song? I just heard it last. I didn't know what it was last game. Uh, it's by the Seventh Floor Crew. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like aged out right there. I, I just learned Sounds who Mo Bamba was like a week ago. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's one. It's not too famous, but it's a good song. Is you guys, but you guys have a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. All the time. You guys return. Obviously, you know, we talked about the loss, but you guys also return a lot. You obviously return Matt, um, but you also return a goalie in Nash. Mm-hmm. Ben Nash, who some say is the best goalie in the state. How comforting is that having someone in net every day that you're like, all right, we have him in net, we have a chance to win the game? Yeah, there's a lot of things that have happened. It's like, one, yeah, you have, like, arguably the, the best goalie in the state who stands tall every game. He's consistently there. Um, you know, last year he went 18 or, what, 24 and 4. So he doesn't really have a bad game. So yeah. you can count on that. And then, uh, you know, our, our decor, we haven't really, we only lost Sanchez from last year. And, you know, originally we thought Pelly was going to be gone to uh, CGR, but he decided to come back now. So Not bad. That, uh, <laughs> you know, there's arguably the best defenseman in the state. Yeah. Um, you know, and you put him alongside Cadigan, Madden, and Colombo, all of a sudden our decor starts looking really good yeah. when you add a Cataldo and a Connerty and a Frost. So, you know, defensively we're great. Up front, yeah, we lost a lot of scoring in Mosian and Kovalev. You know, between the two of them, they had 120 points in, in 20 games, which is a lot, but it's only 20 games. Yeah. So, um, the way that I'm eyeing up this to be is we still have the scoring power to win. It's not going to be 12 game goals a game, but you don't need 12 goals to win a game. Yeah. You only need one. But it would be nice to have 12. Yeah, it's always <laughs> nice. But, like, I mean, you know, back in the day when we all played, you know, a 2 nothing or a 2-1 yeah. win was a good win still, yeah. right? So, hey, well, uh, any win's a good one. Right. So we're going to be stingy about giving up goals, and when we get our opportunities, we're going to capitalize. So we're, we're going to – it's a different look of the team. Um, but I think we're going to be extremely difficult to play against defensively. Yeah, I mean, I saw you guys against New Canaan. You guys, you're up front. You guys look fast. Yes. Uh, how is that offensively? You guys are just, you know, are you, some guys obviously are faster than others. But, you know, the how's the chemistry been molding with the, with these, you know, new guys who have to step up? Mm-hmm. I think Coach did a really good job of uh, building the chemistry, putting certain kids in certain positions. Uh, more recently, all the lines have been meshing really well, producing in practice, uh, moving the puck a lot and handling it, which is important. And I think it's definitely going it, to – it wasn't even shown in the New Canaan game. I think it's going to come out tonight and everybody's going to see what it looks like. Awesome. i got a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the bat, you know, where do you guys see the way – where do you see yourselves in the SEAC in terms of, like, the, the, the pecking order right now and where do you guys plan to be at the end of the year? Well, we, we, we all go in with one mentality, one mentality. We're number one. Like, I mean, we want to be number one in the West. We want to be number one in the SCI. We want to be SCI champions. And, you know, every team goes into that. Because if you're looking at it in the mindset that you're not going to be there, then you're just spinning your wheels. Yep. So, um, yeah, you know, without a doubt, we're going to be there. We're going to win. Right. And the last question is from Matt. You've had 
like seven months to think about it. What was that feeling like when you did score that overtime goal? You know, now that you you know, no cameras in the face, you can actually you can actually you know, sit back and kind of answer that question. What was that feeling like? Because watching it, you like you know, you threw your hands up. And yeah. It was like I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I literally, I don't think I've ever felt a more bigger feeling of relief at like a certain moment. Like at, as soon as I saw the puck like in the back of the net, like I just had like feeling in my head, I turned around, the whole place was roaring, especially Prep, thank, thank God Prep was there, they had a big bomb squad for the game after <laughs> us, and they, they celebrated for us, which made it even more fun, it, it was it was honestly amazing, think of it all the time. Yeah, because, you know, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, Xavier went up 2 nothing quick in that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys battled back, and you guys played Prep really well in the finals, I think you guys even led 2-1. to one. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were up in that game, that was... Um, that game comes back and home. Be, like, I mean, it was a well-contested game, and, it, and it, it wasn't that one team was better than the other. It came down to puck bounces. Yeah. And uh, we were on the wrong end of some uh, some bounces, and they were able to capitalize. Um, you know, and that's what good teams do. Um, but, like, I mean, for us, um, and I think for the crowd, like, I mean, you couldn't get a more evenly matched state final game. That was an game. unbelievable game. It was a great game. And, you know, unfortunately there had to be a winner, but yeah. as we come out, you know, there was no – it was no. It was just a great. Yeah. It was a. It was a great game for Connecticut high school. Yeah, hockey. absolutely. All right, I lied. I have one more now because we started talking. <laughs> um, being in that finals, being able to play through the tournament, get there is such an important thing of being there before. How do you use that experience for some of the younger guys to be like, hey, we've done this before. I, I know how to lead us to get there. I kind of, honestly, I kind of make it try and make it natural for them to just expect, have the expectations to win every single regular season game and just get back to the whale and get back to hopefully either Dorothy Hamill or Terry Connors because playing in Terry Connors is also really fun for the FCAC championship. But I want, I want that to be like they're on their, in their minds all year in every practice when they're tired, when they think we're doing a dumb drill. I want them to remember that they're getting better while they're doing it and it's for something because it's definitely, it, as soon as we get to that game, we step on the ice, they're going to realize how much it's worth it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys very much for the time. I really do appreciate it, and good luck tonight. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks again to Chris and Matt for sitting down with me during intermission of the girls' game uh, at the Winter Classic. And, uh, like, I I don't know if you've uh, had the chance to cover Greenwich yet. I'm not. But uh, they're a good team to watch. Uh, They play very defensively, very good goalie, get some opportune goals. Uh, But the Hampton game definitely is Mm -hmm. a – eyebrow razor for sure and uh you know we're we're a couple couple months into the season now two months into the season uh, a lot of things are kind of shaping up but like you said like there is no set ranking or it seems like every team is kind of on the same level in terms of like anyone can beat anyone on any given day is there one team that maybe stands out that you're like ah, i don't know about that have we talked about Richfield at all? Apparently in the past not. Four weeks. Well, we haven't talked no, about them on this episode. That's yet. true. We haven't. They're uh, they're all right. Um, I think they might be all right by the end of the year, putting it together. No, I mean obviously they're they they you know people have been talking about them as the most ready team from the start of the year, and they've gone out and proved proven that. So, uh, be interested to see them tomorrow against Hamden. That'll be uh, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. That should be one. Uh, they're going to be going up to play at the Lou at one o'clock. Um. At in Hamden, get there early because parking is always limited there. I might. I thought about even walking or Ubering just because to drive right mm-hmm. down the block would just make no sense. But I'll probably drive because I'm lazy. Oh. Speaking of Richfield, though, they are five and zero. They are one of four 
undefeated teams left in the state. Now, I'm going to clarify this, and Mike and I, we don't know if this is entirely true, but I'm saying it so it's fact. <laughs> if you are undefeated or if you have not lost a game, if you've only won a game, and if every game you've played you've won no ties, no overtime losses, you are undefeated. If you're 5-0-1, oh, then you are unbeaten. Do we agree See, on that? I I I do, but not in the strictest sense. How how deep in a language are we going to get here? I'm just saying. I, See, I, don't I, like, I think I think you're not wrong if I you say like a three and one team is undefeated like, because they haven't been defeated. But, but they but yeah, I would been, I would stick with that. I think Brantford. We saw Brantford last night. They came in at four zero and one, and they tied North Haven. They were oh, right, going into right, last night. Right. They were four, oh, they were four because right. that's right. They right. won anyway. But anyway, I know, whatever. I, I if they, they were, were four zero yes. oh, and one, they tied, so they didn't win. But they weren't defeated. They but they were on. Un, they're unbeaten. They haven't lost, so they're unbeaten. But they didn't win every game, so they're not undefeated. But <laughs> see, we are getting really into language. Yeah, we are. But uh, so that's my rule. That's my rule. So if someone, if I'm wrong, which I probably am, uh, please let me know. But that's the way that I'm doing it. So right now we're doing, there are four undefeated teams left in the state, which means they've played an X amount of games and won every one of those games. Richfield's 5-0. and Northwest Catholic is 5-0, and right? And Northwest Catholic is ranked third in the poll. And I don't think it's a bad thing about Northwest Catholic. But I will tell you this. They've beaten... One Division One team, right. and it's Simsbury. That one was seven one. I know, but like I don't know. You're sitting here looking at it, and it's like, you know, I, I get just your point. throw it off the. You know, you I look at know. Richfield, who's undefeated, and they beat three D one teams, including one who's from Richfield. Uh, you look at Darien's got two losses. It's to LaSalle and Greenwich, mm-hmm. and they beat Hamden Prep and Notre Dame West Haven. Like I don't think Northwest Catholic is in right now. They haven't played those teams. You look at the rest of their schedule. One, two, they play New Canaan, Notre Dame, West Haven, Greenwich. No, it's an interesting stretch coming out the next couple weeks. I, it'll, 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 and they get Hamden. Like I'm sorry, I don't. <clears throat> I, I don't have an know. opportunity here to kind of to kind of back up that, you know, to kind of back it up. Yeah, you know, I not, think it's not, I don't think it's unfounded to have you know to to, to think that that I, I think because I think they are a pretty good team. You know, to, I haven't seen them yet. But people have seen them have said they're a pretty solid team. But, yeah, there is an opportunity here to, to kind of back it all they up. They have five wins, weeks. four of them are against D2 teams. They beat South Windsor in overtime. They beat Farmington Valley 8-5 in the first game back after Farmington Valley lost a lot of people. They beat East Catholic 3-2, beat South Windsor 5-4 in overtime. And then they beat Simsbury 7-1, Connor 4-1. I don't know. They got New Canaan coming up on Saturday. I'm really interested to see how they do against New Canaan on Saturday. Yep. Notre Dame-West Haven next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Greenwich to Wednesday after that. Yep. I am – anyway – uh, then down in Division Two, we have Amity, who is five and zero. We saw them beat Newtown the other day. This is interesting because they're five and zero, and they have no wins against Division Two opponents. They actually haven't played a Division Two opponent yet this year. They're four and zero against D three. They beat Milford, BBD, Staples, and Newtown, but they opened up the season with a three to one win against NFI, which is pretty interesting. Um, so I I don't know where you really can read Amity on that. It's like yeah, well they only beat three D three teams. It's like yeah, but they do have that elusive D one win, which is pretty impressive for Cody White and the Spartans. And then down in Division three, Wilton four and zero 
against they beat JBWA, who's scoring at an unbelievable clip right, right now. Something like 70-plus goals this year. Uh, Wilton beat them. They beat McMahon-Norwalk. Is it Norwalk-McMahon? I thought it was always Norwalk-McMahon. I know it's it's mm. alphabetically correct, but I'm pretty sure the program goes by Norwalk-McMahon. But I could be wrong. They beat Trinity Catholic, and they beat BBD. Now, speaking of Trinity Catholic, Trinity Catholic's got three wins, which is more than they had last year. So, way to go, Crusaders. Also, best jerseys in the state. A little more depth this year, I think, which is uh, which is nice. You know, they've always had that talent, but... Uh, well, always. I mean, you're going back uh, years. They were, they were, they were power. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, that was not, at least better than last year anyway. So that's uh, yeah. I nice mean, to see. for them, depth is like two lines. But um, I mean, Take even it. a couple of years ago, yeah, a couple of years ago when I was down there, they had a defenseman playing goalie. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's great to see that they're playing well. They're competing. They got JBWA on Saturday, which is going to be yep. r- a really nice measuring stick to see where Trinity Catholic falls in, and then. Unfortunately for Trinity Catholic, they get to go play. Let's see. Who do they get this year? Uh, so they get JBWA and Wilton, which mm. would be great. Then they get <laughs> Ridgefield, New Canaan, Greenwich, Darien, all on the road in three three weeks. Three, not even three weeks. Saturday to Friday, they get New Canaan, Greenwich, Darien. Got to love that FCAC. Have we talked about that schedule oh God, at all? It drives me insane. <laughs> Legitimately, it's my biggest gripe. I think hockey, the way that hockey has the state tournament set up, is what every other sport should try to be in terms in of how D1, D2, perfect. D3? Yeah. How perfect it is. I agree with that. You're playing D1 because you're good, not because you're big, not because you're small, because you're in Division One, because mm-hmm. you are good at hockey or consistently a good hockey program. Even if there was, like, an elite level and then classes underneath that, yeah. that would be... Yeah. Hockey anyway. does it right. It's the system that everyone needs to look for. And you're like, wow, look how look how far ahead hockey is. And then you look at the FCX schedule and you're like, God, look how behind hockey is. <laughs> My God. This is not a knock on Trinity Catholic, but I'm just looking at their schedule right here. And it's like you're going into the season and you're like, there's four losses right on there. So now we need to win, you know, four, 50% of our games to even get into the freaking Division Three state tournament. What a joke. What an absolute, absolute joke that the FCAC does that. Makes, it makes me so mad, Mike. I, I can't tell how you feel about this whole issue, Pete. Oh, my God. It drives me up a wall when we're going to get to – January, we're going to be looking at schedule, and we're going to be like, games to watch, and it's like, no one in the FCAC. Well, that's why we're getting all our FCAC coverage in now, because they're not. there are going to be games that we're just not going to want to go see in the middle of the year. And it's not fair to either team, and I'm not blaming either team. Oh, that's, that's the thing. But it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody anything. And the, look, the teams will come out and say, well, we love the competition. And it's like, not really, not when you're trying to get into the D3 tournament. What is playing a three Division One teams in a row do you? Other than if if you get in, but it's you know what? I hope they go out and I hope they go out and I hope they win. Because I'm gonna get killed for being like, well, you're not <laughs> believing in the teams and you're not believing in the kids and. No, it's not about <sighs> that. You know, but that's what people but, yeah. are gonna say. Well, yeah. And uh, it just pff, drives me insane. So really, oh my god, yeah. All right, so looking at the um, looking at looking forward. In the schedule, there's two games tonight, Pauling, New York, Chapag, Glitchfield, the Berkshire League team 
and then the Eagles are playing Tritown, and then so we're just going to move into Saturday, which is loaded. So we talked about it before. Mike and I will be at Ridgefield Hamden for one o'clock. Uh, I believe we will have a reporter at Bennett also at one o'clock as Fairfield Prep plays Notre Dame West Haven, which I think is a really interesting game because it's be really fun. yeah. Let, I'm excited to see Fairfield Prep back mm-hmm. in the state of Connecticut. Right. They went away. They went one and three out of state games. They lost to LaSalle in overtime. They lost to LaSalle, Pennsylvania, and then they lost to Bishop. No, Bishop, they, whatever. They, they oh, they that, beat. They, that game, actually. they beat yeah, Bishop four three on Saturday. So now they're back. Uh, let's see what kind of team came back uh, for Fairfield Prep. And again, we talked about Notre Dame West Haven. Um, West Hill Stanford's playing Lyman Hall. I like this game in D3. I mentioned that JBWA, Trinity Catholic, right. would be really nice to see where Trinity Catholic stands. New Canaan at Northwest Catholic. Northwest Catholic's first true test of the season. Let's see where they are. Mm-hmm. There are so many games. Oh, my God. I keep looking. There are. Wilton's playing Newtown. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Darian, I believe, is tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, right? Yeah, the schedule's so long. That's <laughs> true. All the names yep, are blurring together. Darian in the afternoon. Yes, 350. Um, Chaminade coming up from Long Island to play Notre Dame Fairfield. There you go. Let's go Flyers, baby. The uh, Lancer Beanpot next week, too. Ooh, that should be fun. I mean, Simsbury, Farmington Valley. I mean, there's so. Look, if you like hockey, go out and watch hockey because Daniel Hand, BBD, Amity, North Haven. NFI, Brantford. Oh, my God. That's going to be interesting, too, because. Let's see how NFI is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played New Canyon last night. Um, let's just see kind of where NFI is and see if this Brantford team was for real. Yeah, Ryan Lacey's story on that one is on the is on game time. Uh, NFI took a lead. New Canyon came back on him, shut him down the rest of the way. New Canyon's sneaky good. Again, what do we know about these teams that play these crazy schedules for the majority of the season? I mean, you're looking at them. It's like, yeah, well, New Canyon is – let me pull them up – Buchanan is three and three, and it's like, well, they've played. They play some good teams. They've played some really good teams, other than not knocking them, but St. Joe's. You know, Notre Dame, West Haven, Hamden, Simsbury, Greenwich, NFI. And then they got Northwest Catholic, mm-hmm. St. Joe's again. This is a team that's looking forward to the FCX schedule. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> uh, then we got the rest of the schedule. I mean, not a lot on Tuesday, Wednesday. Mount St. Charles is in town in Hamden. That one's always, always an interesting one that yep. people uh, like to take a look at. Um, and then I think we actually get the beginning of the FCX schedule. Staples is at Ridgefield. Uh, West Hill Stanford's at Greenwich. Oh, there's a good one. Friday, Darien at Ridgefield. So that one's good. Yep. Probably yeah, be there. Match next day. Huh? And then the rematch the next day. Are they playing back-to-back days? Oh, no. Really? Maybe I'll just get a hotel room down there. <laughs> I think the company you will You think the me. company will pay for that one? Yeah, maybe. You could, you could sleep at the Advocate. Oh. And then, oh, got the Berkshire League matchup. This is it. Friday. I think I might actually go to this. There you go. Hotch- uh, Friday, 8-15 at Hotchkiss. Maybe pass. <laughs> but Chapag, Litchfield, Thomaston, Nanawag. First, Housatonic, Northwestern, Bumogo, and I guess they added Torrington. This is basically the Pete Paguaga Cup. I mean, these are like wait, wait, seven wait. Berkshire League teams. No, we have to do that now. We got, we got to find, we have to find a trophy. We have to make it. <laughs> this has got to happen. There's got to be something in this room somewhere. Oh my God! There's so much stuff in this room that we can just, we'll just give it to the winner. 
Maybe a T-shirt, but we only have smalls left. How'd that happen? Oh, never mind. I gave them away. I just oh. gave everything to everyone. Hopefully, we'll get more stuff because I'd really love to hand shirts out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be back before that game so we can talk about that a little bit True. more. Uh, maybe we can get something to cover it. Hotchkiss are so far away from where we are. Mm. but uh, And deadlines and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> well, believe no, in deadlines. No, no. I don't believe in deadlines. Well, I'm an other online people, guy. The problem is other people believe oh, in Oh, I know. I'm an online guy, so deadlines are, uh, you know, just whatever. <laughs> but, uh, Mike, this was fun. Did you have fun? Most of the time, yeah. It was pretty good, except when I had to talk. It was always rough when I had to talk. But. Oh, Mike. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll uh, go out and see all those games on Saturday because Saturday is going to be – that's the problem. They're all at the same time, mm-hmm. which kind of stinks. And it's like I'm going to start in Hamden because, like, I'm going to get, like, probably Moe's before mm-hmm. and then go to the rink. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then that game's over at 3, and it's like, well, I can't make it to Darien by 3.30 or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So we'll see. I am crazy. You're dumb enough to do it. So who knows where I'll be on Saturday, but I am starting at Hamden. So if you're there, say Hi. Tell us we suck or that we're doing a great job and go to iTunes. Uh, remember to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a review, say really nice or mean things about us. It doesn't matter nice as nice. long as you review us five stars. Uh, we will. Mike, got any last words? Devon Tavis isn't bad at hockey, is he? No, he's not. Go Islanders. We'll see you guys next week.